by the blood of the righteous lamb. I know that heaven is waiting for the saints to soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. 24 hours a day can be told in 30 short minutes in the never-ending unsolved phase but there's another big scene that's waiting and the wings at the headlines where am I and while the world is crying I'm so in line by the things in the book By the blood of the righteous lamb, I know that heaven is waiting for the saints to soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. Oh, I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous lamb. I know that heaven is waiting for the saints to soon move in. I'm not shaking because I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. The evening news is now available 24 hours a day. Told in 30 short minutes, it's a never ending unsolved case. But there's another big scene that's waiting, and the wings at the headlines are where we're And while the world is bright, I'm going out by the things of the look out. Now, I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous lamb. I know that heaven is waiting for the saints to soon move in. Shaking cause I'm not staying in this world of pain and sin. I know by the signs that are given, I know by what I've been reading, I know by every indication Jesus is coming again. I know my sins are covered by the blood of the righteous lamb. I know the heaven is waiting for the saints to soon move in.
Yeah. 
once rejoice since I made him my choice in the tempest to him chapter number four, and uh, we want to preach from here tonight. It's been a long time since I've preached from this text, <clears throat> and I felt it on my heart, and uh, I'm really, to be honest, thank you, brother, I, I, I'm, I'm really not preaching anything I thought I'd preach. You know, sometimes you go to a revival and you think, well, I'd like to preach this, maybe preach that, you know. And you get to seeking the Lord and you get in the flow of a meeting and amen. And then you do what you're supposed to do. You preach what he wants you to preach. And uh, man, I love to hear my wife sing that song. I think that's my all-time favorite song that I've ever heard her sing. The girls, amen. Isn't it great being saved? All this in heaven too. Wow. Brother Daryl's church singing so wonderful. Brother Jonathan and amen. Well, Genesis chapter number four. And uh, we'll begin reading in verse number one. Genesis four. In verse number one, good to see everybody, great crowd here tonight. Good to see my friend Terry White enter the building. Hallelujah. And Sister Carla, praise God. I'll, I'll tell you, Sister Carla and Matt and, and uh, Cynthia heard me preach at Bristow years ago. They went home and told Brother Terry, you got to get this Tracy Boyd guy to come preach. So I did. And he said, when I stepped in, now think of a guy saying this kind of a thing. 
We've been great. He said, when I stepped out of the car, he thought, dear God, what have they got me into? Did you imagine someone saying that about me? Boy from California, you know, just woo. But now here he is on the front row. You can, you can convert him and win him over. He's proof. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Glad you're here though, really. Amen. Verse number one. If you didn't laugh there, you may not laugh the rest of the night. And Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bare Cain and said, I have gotten a man from the Lord. And she again bare his brother Abel, and Abel was a keeper of sheep, but Cain was a tiller of the ground. And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought out of the fruit of the ground an offering unto the Lord. And Abel he also brought of the firstlings of his flock and of the fat thereof. And the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering, but unto to Cain and to his offering he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why art thou wroth? And why is thy countenance fallen? If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted? And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. And unto thee shall be his desire, and thou shalt rule over him. And Cain talked with Abel his brother, and it came to pass when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and slew him. If thou doest well, shalt thou not be accepted. And if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Father, we come to you tonight. In the name of Jesus. Let us be hid behind the power of your cross. I pray, Lord, that you would arrest the attention of everybody under this building. That you would anoint me in such a way, Lord, that they know that I am preaching with unction from another world. I pray, O oh Lord, that you would save anyone that's lost. That you would reclaim anybody that's backslid. Lord, that you would pull back the curtain on anything in somebody's life. And we'll give you the praise and the glory for it. In Jesus' name. And the church said, Amen and Amen. Glory to God. I'd like to preach on tonight, if the Lord would help me. I'd like to preach about the wild instinct of sin. Amen. The wild instinct of sin. I know that we live in a time that America's pastor, the smiler from Houston, has made the boast that he has not preached on sin in over 25 years. That's awful. How can you preach a Savior if people don't know that they are sinners? Billy Sunday said, I'd rather preach to the saints 
like they were backslid than to preach to sinners like they were saved. That was old time preaching. And I know for centuries now, man has done his best to do, Brother Darrell, whatever man can to tame that depraved nature and that depraved heart that is in man. Amen. They've tried rehab. They have tried, uh, 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 psychology they have tried sociology one man said in the 19th century the symbol in america was the pulpit but in the 20th century it became the psychiatrist couch and he said in the 21st century or i say it has become the pharmaceutical counter amen man is trying to tame sin and there is nothing that can tame sin but the gospel of the lord jesus christ and the power of his cross Amen. Man without Christ tonight is like a brute beast. Amen. What is a brute beast? Amen. A brute beast is this. It is a thing without reason or conscience which lives by mere impulse. That almost sounds like America tonight. Lives without reason, lives without conscience, and lives by mere impulse. We live in a selfish world. We live in a world that has been, amen, driven, amen, by selfishness. Are you hearing me? They said Tim Tebow, amen, uh, uh, tweeted today. He said, Tim Tebow says, I am a Christian. They say, keep it to yourself. He said, Jason Collins says, I am a homosexual. And he says, the media spreads it everywhere. Amen. Well, good for him. Amen. For having enough guts and enough reason and enough conscience to say something. Amen. Can I get a little more right here? Now, you don't have to blast them out there. Hallelujah. I want to tell you tonight, Bishop Hall said, man, when he is left to himself, is half fiend and half a man brute. Paul in Titus chapter 1, verse number 13, he called the Christians evil beasts. William Law said that when man is left to himself, he is a motley mixture of beast and devil. I'm telling you, we are living in a nation that is a resemblance of that motley mixture of becoming beast and devil. Amen. The wild instinct of sin. What is instinct, Brother Boyd? It's behavior that is originating below the conscience level without reason. It's a natural aptitude. I want to tell you, friend, even the natural aptitude of sin is to wreck and to ruin and to rob and to destroy, to be smirched and to smear, if you will. Amen. A beast, amen, has its face downward. That's what a beast is. 
I want to tell you men, women, boys and girls that they're, amen, slaves to sin. Their eyes have been diverted from heaven and they are absorbed with nothing but the temporal and the earthly. Amen. Sin brings a man down from contemplating the high and the lofty thoughts of God. Amen. To thinking nothing more. Amen. But the temporal. What life can bring them. I want to tell you tonight, sin in man is the ugliness and the spitefulness of the camel. It's the secretness of, of the fox. It's the filthiness of the hog. It's the stubbornness of the mule. It's the ferociousness. Amen. And the bloodthirstiness of the tiger. Are you hearing me? I'm telling you, sin is not your friend. I read to you tonight about the first, first brothers that ever lived. And one brother slew the other. That's what sin does. The Bible said they brought their offerings to the Lord. Cain brought an offering from the fruit of the ground. Something that he had worked up. Something that he had labored in. Sweat and toil. But it was with his hands and he brought it to God. And God said, I can't accept that. We're not saved by works of righteousness. We're not saved by what we do and what we don't do. We are saved through the blood of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's no other way to get to heaven. We can't live holy enough to get there. We don't have enough faith to get there. If it's in ourself, it has got to be in Christ. It has got to be in the atoning work of Calvary. Amen. Abel and Cain, the fleshly, the spiritual, one comes. Amen. And his offering is accepted. The other comes, Brother Brewer. Amen. And his offering is not accepted. Then we see the pronouncing of sin. He said, Cain, if thou doest well, thou shalt be accepted. If you come my way, if you do it my way. You know what sin is tonight, young folks? Sin is missing the mark. Amen. There are two interpretations of this sin lieth at the door. Amen. The first one is this, that there was a sin offering outside the door. It's, it's, it's legs folded and all Cain had to do was pick up that offering and go to that altar. Amen. And God would have accepted him. But the other interpretation, amen, is if thou doest not well, sin like a wild beast is crouching at the door. It's ready to pounce. It's ready to destroy. I want to tell you tonight, church is not a game. Revival is not a game. Amen. You can't displease God. You cannot be disobedient to the things that God has placed in your life. I've got friends tonight. They're still preaching. 
but they're backslid. They don't say they're backslid, but they are backslid, but they're still preaching. Huh? Are you hearing me? You've got friends. You've got people the same way. I'm telling you tonight, I think sometimes church in the 21st century, some of you already turning it out. Oh, he's preaching on sin. I might as well. No, you better listen. Sin's what crucified God's son. Sin is what crucified God's son. He doesn't like sin at all. And we're no different than Cain. If he said you got to do it this way. But we think we can do it another way. We're not going to be accepted. But sin tonight. Amen. Is crouching like a wild beast. I still believe that the wages of sin is death. I still believe the soul that sinneth. It shall surely die. I still believe all have sinned. That comes short of the glory of God. I still believe when lust is conceived, it bringeth forth sin. And sin, when it is finished, it bringeth forth death. Every time. The finished product of sin is death. And here you sit tonight. Young folks, your life has the highest possibilities to be something for God, to do something for God. But at the same time, your life has the possibilities. Amen. To go to the lowest hell. Are you hearing me? Amen. The choice is yours. You can be like Abel and present the right offering. Or you can be like Cain and think you can get by, but you can't. Amen. Are you hearing me? Sin is only charming in the present immediate future. But it is never charming in the past. Its pearly teeth become ugly white fangs. Its shapely hands become unshapely claws. The sin of the future. It seems as fair as an angel. But the sin of yesterday is as ugly as a fiend out of hell. I didn't expect you to shout. I just want you to listen. Sin. Sin. He'll make that little lady in the office all dolled up, come prancing in. He'll make it look as fair as he can. When everything about you loves that woman that you're with. But yet that's that depraved nature within. And if you're not careful and you're not prayed up and you're not prayed through. Amen. There's a beast that lives within you that'll break homes up. That will break children's hearts. Amen. That will kill marriages. Come on somebody. Help me. 
me preach here. You cannot tame sin. It is a wild and it is a raven beast. It turns flower gardens into cemeteries, havens of rest, into halls and hells of misery, homes of joy, into prisons of shame. It'll take dreams and turn them into nightmares. That's what sin does. If thou doest well, thou shalt be accepted. But if thou doest not well, sin lieth at the door. Are you hearing me? I wish the Lord would help me tonight. Shannon Parker, I read the story. She was 727 at the time. She was into fitness. She was into fashion. She was dating a law student from Loyola University, a law student. They went one Saturday. She really didn't like amen, hiking, but he did. He had, her, her boyfriend had climbed several amen, mountains in Ecuador and Peru. They decided they were going to go to the Sequoia Valley. He then walked the river trail. I've been there. Walked the very trail where just a few yards away, there's a state highway. And down below is the Kern River. Been there. Been on that river been in that river even they were there they had spent their day it was about six o'clock and and the sun was far from setting amen when matthias her boyfriend said i think we need to go down right here this is the perfect spot amen let's take one more dip let's go swimming one more time jason and ben his friends were there amen shannon said i think i'm just gonna go back to the car. Amen. She had nothing but a tank top on. Amen. And a swimsuit. Amen. Very immodest. And she said, I'm going back to the automobile. Matthias said, Shannon, I lost my sunglasses. And if you will, look for them on your way back. She said, sure. And she's walking on the trail. And she found more than sunglasses. There was an emaciated, starved, 58-pound mountain lion, cougar. He'd been sitting there. He'd been crouched in the bushes. Amen. They locked eyes. And then all of the sudden, that, that creature, it hissed. Amen. Bared its teeth. And it lunged upon her. It was six foot long. She was five foot three. Amen. And there's something about a mountain lion. Amen. When they kill a bear. Amen. They, they crush the windpipe. But a human's neck being shorter. Amen. That, that mountain lion clamped down on her head. Amen. It began to bite down upon her. She began to fight for her life. Oh, I need to preach to somebody. Amen. Here tonight. Amen. She she fought against it. It tried to pull her into the brush. She put her foot in between a rock and a tree. And with all the strength and training she could, she said, I am not going to die right
right here. Oh, God, help me preach here tonight. I want to tell you that's what the devil would like to do somebody to somebody tonight. He'd like to crush your voice. He'd like to silence the breath. He'd like to cut off the breath of God. Amen. In your life, I'm telling you, sin like a wild animal would like to crush and break your life. Do I have a praying church? Is there a praying church in the house? She said there was a stalemate. She could hear that animal panning. Its head, its jaws clamped to her head. It panting. She began to cry. Matthias! Matthias! He happened to be coming down the path. Said he heard her cry. Thought she had fallen off the path. When he got to her, he seen something had a hold of her. So he slid down the ravine. He meant tried to scare it off. He meant hollered at his friends. Jason slid down with him. Ben went back to get help. He meant, but when, when Matthias got there, she said, Matthias, Matthias, would you please, he meant get this, this creature off of me. He said, I will. And he went down and he reached and he pulled her waist. And as he pulled the waist, he meant that the mountain lion pulled on her head. And she said, oh, it hurts. I want to tell you tonight, amen, maybe sin's got somebody. Amen. Come on now. Sin's a-pulling you out of the church. Sin's a-pulling you out of the faith. But mama's a-praying. And daddy's a-praying. And the pastor's a-praying. And you're hurting. You're doing things. In the moment you do them, you think, my God, what am I doing? Why am I doing that? Why did I send that message to that individual in that inbox? Nobody knows, but you know, and God knows, and your conscience cries out against you. Amen. Sin has clamped down on your life, and it's shaking you. Amen. Like a house cat with a bird. Sin's got a hold of you, and he's shaking you. Trying to crush your voice. You can't repent. Finally. Matthias took a three-inch blade, stabbed that, stabbed that mountain lion. It would not release. Finally, they got it off. He let go. They went to drag her back. He grabbed that bare thigh, grabbed a hold of that meaty prey. Are you hearing me? Amen. Then Jason said, 
He didn't want to throw at the head because his head, he man, his jaws was on her head and he didn't want to hurt her. But he said now he began to take stones and he began to throw and beat Amen that 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 mountain lion until finally he heard the skull break and the mountain lion Amen released its hold Amen and they pulled her to safety Are you hearing me Amen but as they took her away half of her nose was ripped off Amen her right eye had been crushed both of the eyelids had been ripped off Amen the man that operated on her in in at UCLA said I have operated on people mauled by pit bulls trained to rip human flesh but this was the worst mauling I've ever witnessed I want to tell you tonight amen sin will maul you amen sin will ruin you amen some things will never be the same again because sin is a mauler You know why some of you are deep in lust, whether whether it's an actual person and you're doing immoral things and anything sexual outside of the wedlock is sin. You say, oh, Brother Tracy, how don't, oh, uh, they know more than we think they know. They're doing more than we think they're doing. Amen. You know why people can sit in holiness churches? Amen. And feel the touch of God. Pray a little prayer with crocodile tears and go back out and keep fornicating. Amen. It's because the evil, because execution of an evil work is not executed speedily. Therefore, men's hearts are set to do evil. Amen. Come on now. Now, I know Joel Osteen don't preach on sin. Amen. But he can't preach about a savior either. Amen. I don't care where you are. I don't care what you've done. There's still a fountain. Amen. Opened in the house of David for sin and uncleanness. Mauled. The worst mauling that high dollar surgeon in Los Angeles ever seen. They put her back together. They put her back together. But she looked different. This is what she said. I'm not trying to forget what happened to me that day. She said, because it's written all over my face. Oh, God. Oh, God. It's written all over my face. But preacher, do you know who mom and dad are? Do you know who my grandpa and grandma are? Do you know where I go to church at? 
Do you understand, Brother Tracy, that I've been raised on a pew, a Pentecostal pew, a holiness pew? I understand that. But I want you to know the devil, amen, is a roaring lion. Amen. And there's a nature within you that is depraved. And if there's not a prayer life and there's not dedication, amen, the devil's going to rip you to shreds. He'll rob you of your virtue. He'll rob you of your innocency. He'll rob you of your purity. You'll never look at the same again. It'll be written all over your face. I know the devil's opposing tonight. I need a praying church. We started our church, Caleb, back in 1996. Pioneer to work, dug it out of the ground. One of the first couples that we ever won to the Lord was a couple by the name of Reggie and Tina Stripling. Reggie, they called him Bones. He was a tall, skinny guy. Tina was a Puerto Rican girl. At the time we first met them, they had a little girl. I don't know how old Haley was at the time, four, uh, when, when, she, when she first came. She may have been four or five. They came to church. What I didn't know is that Reggie had been happily married. Tina had come into his life. He had, a, had an affair with Tina, left his first wife, a man, and married Tina. But when the night I knocked on their door, they answered it. I said, I'm the new preacher in town. I want to invite you to church. And Tina said, I've never had a preacher knock on my door before. Will you come in and talk to me and my husband? I said, sure. I'll come in and talk to you. We came in. Shay was with me. They began to say what had happened the night before. They had a love-hate relationship. I'm telling you, if a marriage gets off on the wrong foot, are you hearing me? And it was it was a it was a love hate relationship. And the night before, Tina had took a hammer, amen, and just did, amen, a a heavy job on his welding truck. He got so infuriated, he took gasoline, doused the whole apartment, was getting ready to set it on fire, amen. Somehow they stopped him, and and that's when we showed up. I said I preached to him that night. I didn't tell him you need a you need an antidepressant. I didn't tell him you need a psychiatrist. I didn't tell him. I told him what you need is Jesus. Amen. You need salvation. You need to be born again. You need your heart cleansed. And they came. I don't tell anybody they can't come to an altar. As a matter of fact, I don't tell them how they have to look when they come to my church. I got a platform standard, but they can come any way they want to. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. But listen to me now. They prayed. I don't know if Tina had ever been saved, really. 
Reggie, they prayed. They started coming. One day we had, we're grilling some hamburgers and hot dogs. Matter of fact, Reggie brought his grill there and wanted to do it for everyone. And we got to talking by the bank there, by my little church there, the one we used to be in. We got to talking. He said, oh, I hadn't felt this good in years. He began to tell me when he was a young man, he was a youth pastor for an Assembly of God church. He told me about how he used to preach the gospel. How God used to, amen, anoint him. He said, I don't know if I'll ever get back to there. But he said, preacher, I want to try. Amen. He came and then finally, amen, I've seen it happen over and over again. Money called, big money, offshore. Amen. He said, I got to go work. It'll be two weeks off and two weeks on. I said, Reggie, there's more important things than money. He said, you don't understand. Preacher, it's big money. I'll be okay. He went off. I never really seen Reggie. Amen. Come back and get, amen, in the altar again. Haley would come as little girl. Time rocked on. One Sunday morning I was preaching about the soul. One soul being precious. One soul. I walked out the door and Reggie drove by. He's on meth. He's on all kinds of drugs. Tina's over in a motel room. He thinks that she's cheating on him. He pulls into that, that parking lot. He's shaking. I'm telling you, sin's a mauler. Amen. Sin's a wild beast. He's shaking. He said, preacher, I'm going to kill her. I'm going to kill her. Amen. And my kids are not going to live that way. I said, Reggie, no. Amen. Come on. Come into the altar. Amen. Let's pray. Turn your heart over to God. I've already tried that. He's grabbing his steering wheel now. Shaking all over. His knuckles are white. She comes up. He said, I'm going to kill myself. Shay's crying. She said, Reggie, what you're going through right now is a holiday inn. Compared to if you kill yourself and go to hell. Reggie, would you come in and pray? I can't do it. We got on our knees down in that gravel. And we begged him. Reggie, would you please come and get saved? I'm talking about a man that had preached the gospel. I'm talking about a man who had been a youth pastor. He said no and he drove off. That night, I got home from church. There was a, there was a message on my answering machine. A subdued voice said, Brother Boyd, this is Reggie. I did something real bad tonight. He said, I beat Tina up. He said, I'm sorry, but I thought you ought to know. And he hung up the phone, checked on Tina. Sure enough, he had beat her. She was bruised everywhere but on her toes. Pulled her out of a car, pulled her hair, beat the tar out of her. Had a restraining order against him. She got out. Amen. I tried to get him. Reggie turned. 
Turn your life to the Lord. He had Haley. Now she's seven or eight. Has a little year and a half girl named Brooke. Beautiful children. Come on now. You, you can ask the lady that was there. They weren't saved. And she was the girl's hairdresser. He loved his girls. He bet he would bring them and do things with them. But when sin gets in a life. Amen. Come on. You'll do some things you never thought you would do. Time went on. I got a phone call. 2.30 in the morning. When you're in a preacher's home, you get a call at 2.30 in the morning. You're thinking, oh God. I answered the phone. A subdued voice again on the other side. This time it's Tina. And he said, she said, brother, Tracy, Reggie, has killed my girls. Could you please come over and help me? I said, I'll be right there. I just talked to Reggie a few days before and said, Reggie, give your life to the Lord. But he didn't listen to me. And that's why when Brother Jonathan was singing tonight, for above all else, I must be saved. I couldn't help but think. That Reggie's in hell. He got so deluded, got so messed up on drugs, that he went home to their house across the river, Brother David. He doused it with gasoline, took every one of Tina's videos, pictures of her girls, piled them up in the middle of the living room, set the house on fire. And while all the attention was on the house on fire, he put on his camouflage and he went and kicked through the, the window. He had cried a gun. Tina's begging him, no, Reggie, no. He turned around and looked at her and said, Tina, live with this. And he shut the door and he went in and took the bottle out of that year and a half old baby and put the gun in her mouth and blew her into eternity. And the last thing Tina could hear was, Daddy, please don't hurt me. Please don't hurt me. And he killed little Haley. The wild instinct of sin. I never would have dreamed he would have done something like that. Then he turned the gun on himself, Sister Cindy. (laughs) Reggie, why didn't you listen? 
Oh, God, church, I'm trying to preach to you tonight. I'm telling you, sin will wreck you. Sin will ruin you. Sin will destroy you. I know that boy's telling you he loves you. He don't really love you. He's in lust with you. He's trying to destroy you. But I come tonight to try to pull somebody out of the fire. Would you lift your hands and ask God to help me? Thank you. You can't, you can't tame sin tonight, folks, in your own power. You can't tame it away from the gospel. I read that story of Sigrid and Roy, the illusionist in Las Vegas. What had started out is, and I'm, I'm going to close with this. But what had started out as a day of celebration ended in a night of terror. These men have had over 33,000 perfectly timed shows with elephants and cheetahs and lions and tigers and sharp-beaked birds. 33,000 perfectly timed shows. Amen. But this night, on Roy's 59th birthday, amen, something was going to happen. They come to there in that Mirage Theater in Vegas. Amen. Roy would tell folks, amen, more than training these animals, he said, I bonded with them through a technique that he called affection conditioning. He would take them from the time they were about six months. He would take them and he would sleep with them tigers until they were, amen, about a year old. And he said, if an animal is given you to his trust. It's given you a precious thing. Amen. But on this night, brother and sister, the trust was about to be broken. Are you hearing me? I want to tell you, that's what some of you are doing. Amen. Your affections have been conditioned to this old world. Hollywood has cooled you off. Nashville has cooled you off. Amen. Everything in this world is cooling you off. Your affections have been conditioned to where you're living nothing but the temporal. You got to make a buck. You got to have a nicer car. You got to have a bigger bank account. Come on, somebody. Help me preach. This night, Montecor, a seven-year white tiger from Guadalajara, amen, Mexico, amen, all of a sudden he breaks, amen, routine, he's distracted by someone on the front row, 1,500 people are in there, amen, so Roy, seeing what's happening, he jumps out in front of him and commands him to stop, but now he's coming on, 380 pound cat, 
Amen. Roy, amen, tries to reach for the chain. Amen. But he can't get it. And the cat puts his paw on his hand and he's leaning. He's got the, the, the microphone in the other hand. This is the cat that he's trained. This is the cat that he slept with. This is the cat that never hurt him. This is the cat that gave him his trust. And he's hitting him on the head. And he's saying, release, release, release. And he's pulling back. And all of a sudden the cat releases. And he falls backwards. And in an instant, that 380 pound cat jumps on him. That wild instinct in that animal. Amen. Grabs him. Amen. They, they shouted, no, no, no. He drags his owner off like a drag doll. Come on, somebody. I'd like to preach to you. If the Lord would help me, I want to tell you sin in an instant can turn on you. Amen. Sin in a moment can pounce on you. Sin in a moment can destroy your home, your life, your marriage, your reputation, your character. That animal was meant to live in the wild. There are some of you, you've conditioned your pet sins when they were little old snakes. You've petted them, you've fed them, and now they're as big as boa constrictors. And they're waiting to crush the life out of you. You've petted that sin when it was a little cat. Hey, good kitty, kitty, kitty. Good kitty, kitty, kitty. Amen. And now it's a full-grown cat. And it's wanting to destroy you. It's waiting for that moment. Oh, my God, I'm trying to preach to you tonight. Amen. My God sends a wrecker. It's a destroyer. It's a mauler. You know what Roy said? Not Roy, but Siegfried. He said really what the cat was doing. Roy had trouble with his blood pressure medicine. And he just passed out. And the cat was just trying to protect him. But animal behaviorists didn't buy that. They said he was getting ready to deliver that death bite. Come on, somebody. I want to tell you, man still makes excuses for sin. Amen. Man still tries to whitewash sin. Man still tries to justify their wicked ways. But in the end, sin is going to bring forth death. Ready to rock a golden calf here tonight. Television has slew its thousands. But the internet is slaying its ten thousands. Because people don't fear God like they used to. Let me tell you something. 
if you're a married man, you don't have no business having on your friend list an ex-girlfriend. Now, what's wrong with that? Lawyers will tell you that. Carnal men will warn you of that. And I felt like the Lord spoke to me today and said, there's someone here today that was going to be here tonight, and I don't know who it is, but you've got yourself in a mess. You've got yourself in a mess. Are you hearing me? You have told yourself, what in the world am I doing? Why have I done? You've got everything to gain. Amen. You've got a good home. You've got wonderful children. You've got everything that life, amen, could give a man. And you've got yourself in a mess. And sin, like a wild beast, is crouching. If you do well tonight and you take care of it in this altar, whoever you are, thou wilt be accepted. But if you don't take care of it and you try to cover it, you're not going to prosper. And sin, like a wild beast, is at your door. I wrestled with this tonight. I'm getting ready to close. Shay, would you come? Roy is laying there with his juggler vein ripped, barely missed his carotid artery. They're willing him out on a stretcher and he looks up to those at the theater and said don't shoot the cat and that's what some of you are saying tonight preacher don't shoot my pet sin don't shoot my cat don't shoot my boa constrictor. Amen. Leave me alone. Amen. Come on now. I let Reggie get away. And he's in hell tonight. But I'm preaching to somebody here tonight. Amen. And you're saying, no, I ain't going to give it up. You better not shoot it. Hear me. If you don't kill sin sin is going to kill you
There's a young boy in Tupelo, Mississippi. He grew up singing by grandma and grandma, grandma and mama in the choir, the old songs of Zion. Somewhere in life, he got away from that altar. That wild beast began to live within him. And he took the dances that he had learned in the church house. And he got on the stage. And he gyrated. And he sang nothing but a hound dog. And jailhouse rock. The girls fainted when he come around. And for a while, it was a big time. He was the king of rock and roll. Money, success, fame. But as time went on, multiple sins, a marriage breakup. You look at, look at him toward the end of his life, Brother Tony. He swelled. He's on drugs. He looks miserable. They said he'd have gospel singers come in, kind of like Saul, just to sing the evil spirits away. Because sin was on his trail. They asked Elvis. They said, Elvis, with all your fame, with all your money, if there was one thing in this world that you could buy, what would it be? Elvis Presley said, I'd give all that I have to go back as being a little boy standing in a little assembly of God church next to my mom and my grandma and feel again what I felt back then. preaching to some of you boys you can't stay off that website and you know it and you need to you've got to break that habit you've got to do it if you don't kill it it's going to kill you between them and eternity I've stood between them and a falling Lord I pray God those you've dealt with tonight that they would take it serious that they would respond to the wooing of the Holy Ghost In Jesus name Just a little girl, she's in heaven tonight, and so is little Brooke. Reggie's in hell. And 
Tina's went crazy. She can't get a hold of herself. She'll go do things on his grave that's unspeakable. And I've said, Tina, every time I see her, I say, Tina, I know Reggie. He took all your pictures. He burns your house. All your memories are gone. But you've still got hope, Tina. If you'll serve the Lord, you can go see them girls again. But sin is rending. And sin is wrecking. Come on. Who am I preaching to tonight? Is there a home in trouble? Is there a couple in trouble tonight? Is there a young person getting ready to get mauled? Oh, I wish I could have shouted you tonight, but it wasn't God's will. But we can get the angels to shout if you'll come and give it to God. Church, are you praying? Every head bowed. Come on. Come on tonight.